back to another week of the show. It is episode 295. It's April 11th, 2022, and I'm here once again with Kyle Klingman in his Larry Bird studio up in Cedar Falls, Iowa. What's up, Kyle? How you doing? How are you doing, man? I'm, uh, I'm doing well, and part of the reason I'm doing well is who you chose to have on the show today, which I'm excited about. Big fan of his and excited about what he's going to be doing for Team USA. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I am too. Let's get into it. It was just kind of announced last week. James Green retires from wrestling and is now the de- will be is the developmental coach at USA Wrestling. James, welcome to the show. Um, how you doing? I'm good. Um, always a pleasure being on talking with you guys. Yeah. Um, thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. Um, I just let's get right into it. Right. I don't know if it was Thursday or Friday or, or Wednesday. I think maybe it was Thursday, but it was one late last week, I think. There's a post, James Green retires from wrestling. What? There's a post, James Green's going to be coaching at USA Wrestling. How did this come about? Were you think, were any thought, any part of you thinking about retirement? Or was it just this opportunity? Give us a lowdown. Congrats, um, by the way. It's, a, you know, it's a, a, a combination of a lot of things. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know what you want to call it, universe, timing, opportunity. Um, but, uh, yeah, I um, as far as the developmental job goes, back when KJ left and um, you know they they posted the opening and um, I remember just sitting with my wife and was like, dang, I wonder who's gonna fill that position. I wonder who can do it. And um, you know, jokingly, she's just like, uh, why don't you do it? And I was just like, nah, I can't do that. I'm, you know, I'm still gonna be competing. I'm still gonna be um, wrestling. And I don't, I don't know if I'm qualified to do that job or whatever, you know. Uh, <laughs> but she's like, yeah, you, you could definitely do it. And um, again, that's just us talking. And then I think a couple weeks passed by, and I ended up getting a phone call, just like uh, from Rich Bender, like, hey, you know, we've been talking, and you're one of the guys that we think would be great for this. And I was like, oh wow, you know, just the. <laughs> To hear that um, from the guys at USA Wrestling and to think that, you know, uh, I'm wanted and they feel like I could lead that position, that was um, pretty cool, pretty amazing. So, you know, then it starts crossing my mind, like, dang, maybe, you know, why not me? Why can't, why wouldn't I be able to do this? Um, But yeah, obviously I still want to compete. So just um, over the course, and this is, before the new year so it's been a while just kind of on my head and on on in the air and um i did my my thing i went to Uregan, i went to um istanbul and uh, i wrestled and obviously training and everything's going well um but i always had these these little injuries these little things that been bothering me um and i've always had my year-to-year checkups and whatnot and um, as we got closer, or actually after the Zane match, it was kind of getting crunch time. They're like, hey, we're still thinking about you. You know, let us know if this is an opportunity. And um, at this time, I I was actually kind of a little injury was bothering me. And I was just like, man, let me go, go get this thing checked out. And uh, yeah, I went to go get it checked out. And uh, it was just kind of one of those things where, you know, 
I could wrestle. Clear, I could still wrestle. I could still, I mean, I was in practice the other day, coaching and um, whatnot. But, you know, as far as putting in the the effort and the the grind that it takes to, to be a world, to be an Olympic champion, it would be, um, you know, kind of selfish to my, my family and my body um, uh-huh. to put myself through that. And um, there's always the what ifs of the world, but um, with the opportunity that actually made me sit down and like, what is life without wrestling, you know? And um, before the opportunity presented itself, I was always like, Oh, I'm just going to wrestle until I can't anymore. And then go into coaching. And um, if I'm already feeling like this, you know, if I would have grinded myself down, would I been able to even coach? And I want to be an active coach. I want to be on the mat with my guys and, on a mat with whoever sharing the sport. I love the sport of wrestling. I want to be around it as long as possible. Um, and it was just one of those things like, you know, I can either grind myself out and then kind of be done with the sport and watch from afar or continue to be in it, share my knowledge, be around it and um, have fun while I'm not at, uh, you know, doing it. Not just one of these old guys walking around the tournaments, <laughs> you know, limping around. So um, yeah, I, I sat down with my wife and we talked about it and ways the options. And, um, you know, I, I decided that it'd be best to just take this opportunity and get my feet wet in the coaching and, um, we'll see how it goes from there. Really? Okay. Uh, a couple things, I guess. First, you said, um, you went to the doctor and you just kind of brief glanced over. I don't know if there was much, but you said I had yeah. a little injury. What, yeah. what was that? Um, well, so, I mean, for guys, people that follow me or whatever, I've, I've had my hip surgery back in 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, that's always been a thing. So um, as far as, like, that went, I would always go get checkups. And I was uh, heading in the right direction as far as, obviously, I was still wrestling. Um, no medals or anything like that. But I was still wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> still wrestling, still competing at a high level. And, um it was always just kind of one of those things where, oh, I'm, I'm going to get back to where I was before 2017. And um, then I, you know, this, when I first moved to Virginia Tech, I was actually doing very well as far as my progress and where my that was. And then um, I'm not sure what exactly happened or where, but it just kind of almost went went the other way a little bit. So um again and this is this is before i was just having these little feelings as far as um oh i think i might have messed it up again or something's wrong and um yeah it was just like oh let me go let me go get it checked out and um honestly without the opportunity i probably wouldn't have gone in i would have just been like oh let me just rehab and do what i've been doing so um it, it was kind of again timing and um i'm happy the opportunity was there because you know, I, if I would have kept going, it just wouldn't have been good for when I was done. So, so what did they say? Just basically that, like you can keep going, but you're just going to grind your hip down, or? Well, um, so I, the the surgery I had on my right hip, um, I I had no, I had tore my labrum, and then um, over that course, I went from I damaged my cartilage. So before I went in, I was like bone on bone in my hip. Yeah. So. They go in, repair the labrum, and then they drill. I had like two micro fractures to reproduce cartilage, and 
yeah, I was I was on the way. I was showing cartilage, signs of cartilage back, and that was pretty good. And then um, this past one, like, all that cartilage was gone, so I was back to bone on bone. <sighs> and um, so it's, again, I, I, I wouldn't have went in. I just kind of knew that something was a little off. And um, obviously I could I could wrestle. I wrestled Zane or whatever. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's just one of those things, like, before I got the surgery, I know how, how I was feeling. And um, that's obviously how I went in. But to be, you know, kind of bone on bone, it's just like, ah, eh, I don't want to grind it, grind it down and really cause some damage. And yeah, you know, I got two kids. Um, I could still wrestle. I already, if I get surgery, I know what that rehab is like. And yeah. I, I ain't trying to be doing that. I, my three-year-old, she don't even know what surgery is. She's going to be jumping <laughs> on me. <laughs> put me right back in but um you know they offered to kind of go in and clean it up again i was just like mm, nah it's all right you know yeah. um i can go i can go on i can still do do what i have to do and have fun so um really i you know usa wrestles like oh you're gonna compete and i was just like well i want to compete let me go see how i'm feeling how everything is and that's what it was so it made it a lot easier to be like, okay, I, I could be happy about this. Um, yeah. I'm not going to feel like I, I missed anything, you know? And as I put in my post, I, I gave it my all. I don't, I'm not sure how long I was actually wrestling like that. So that's the crazy thing, you know, with the, the kind of injuries, hard to tell. And again, it's oh, it was always one of those things that's been there. Um, but yeah, now to actually know and see, see it is, I, I can be happy. Yeah. Um, okay, and now back to the to the job. Like Rich called and said, you're one of the people we we've considered. Was that like a job offer? So whenever you decided, hey, I do want to do this, it was like yes. Or then did you have to go to your, I don't know, go to a Zoom, uh, an interview, go to Colorado or or anything? Or was it just like um, we yeah, want no, you? So I I did the whole process again. Like you know, I sent in an application. Um, we've been in talks. I met with them Zoom and. Um, you know, just kind of back and forth like any other <laughs> job. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, there was a whole process and it was, uh, you know, again, another opportunity. So I, I honestly don't, as far as the timing and stuff goes, it, it was just, it worked out very well for me, honestly. Um, cause again, like I said, just thinking about life after wrestling, um, and you, you know, we always talk about the, the athlete, uh, transfer portal but we don't talk about the coaches portal so you know it's just like this opportunity presented itself and I'm, I'm glad it was available yeah that that's fantastic um so with this you'll be you'll be moving to colorado springs i would imagine yep yep so i'll be um heading out to colorado springs um that was great i've been going there since i was in college and um don't have to necessarily be out there right away. So that's nice. Um, there's no really rush, in, rush on it, especially with the wrestling picking up. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll be you know, looking to get out there hopefully by June and then, um, yeah, get things started. So uh, with the job, you know, you, you do all the age level stuff. And um, I'll be going out to the U.S. Open just to, you know, see those cadets and those juniors that are wrestling out there and shake some hands, shake some hands and meet some new people and, you know, try and get familiar with these upcoming guys, um, which I know we have a lot of, and I'm, I'm really excited about that. Cause I know these, these younger kids are 
getting better a lot faster and um they're they're looking to take the trips and get their experience on the international scene so it's always fun young eager and you know the desire to win so sure and, and i guess you brought up timing with the hip right and this opportunity and, and also like all that's like this isn't a job that comes open every year or every two or three years it's like the timing has to be right because if you pass it up now Right. Whoever takes it, it's probably going to well, very well could still be there when you retire and you look to get into any side of coaching. Yeah. So, that I mean, honestly, that's what, you know, I sat down with my wife and, you know, again, talking about that kind of coaching portal, um, looking <laughs> over the landscape of college wrestling and um, even at the RTC levels, the NCAA had that new proposal. So it's there's just a lot of things going you know, happening around the wrestling world. And um, for this opportunity to be open for them to, you know, reach out to me and be, offer it to me and say that, you know, they're interested. Um, yeah, again, made me think about life when I'm done wrestling and the opportunities that would be there. And I, I, obviously, um, I think I would have gotten a lot of opportunities, um, I, which I did once I made my announcement before USA Wrestling kind of posted <laughs> my inbox was filling up. I was definitely getting some messages. Um, but, you know, you never know what that would be like at two or, or four years, you know, when I had planned on being done. So, yeah. Hey, I mean, I'm sure you had thought about your, your future to some degree. Did you just kind of assume you it's a pretty similar or a pretty regular thing, right? You move out of moving to college coaching. Was right. that kind of where you thought you would land? Well, um, prior to my move to, you know, Virginia Tech, um, I was real content, like, oh, I'm going to be wrestling. I'm going to wrestle as long as I can. Yep. You know, just keep going overseas, doing all these trips, trying to win medals. And then once I'm done, I'm just going to be into coaching, you know, like, oh, why? Why wouldn't I get into coaching? Um, obviously, I want to do it. And then. You kind of get around. I was around Nebraska. I've been around here, and you see, you know, the ins and outs of college coaching, and and it's a lot. Um, you know, not just not just the wrestling, but you know, the administrative part and the recruiting, and I mean, obviously, it's folk style. Um, and right now, as far I always said that I wanted to do have my own club, um, and that's where I was kind of leaning towards. Um, while I was here, I was trying to look for a place and possibly get some, you know, mats in the room, start my own thing. Um, I love working with kids and younger wrestlers. Um, they're more impressionable, yeah. um, you know. And uh, again, so I, I'm I'm literally doing all this. It's crazy because just to go back on the timing, um, I think like two weeks, two weeks before I got the call, I was like looking at a place uh, to rent for, you know, a club. So um all these things are going on all these moving parts and um you know when you kind of kj was there before it's kind of something that's already set in stone so i don't really have to um do too much as far as me wanting to be have my own club so i think it's a, a little next level of that um and it's not college wrestling it's not folk style it's freestyle which I, I i love and enjoy at the moment and um i think uh you know that's where we are heading as a country, if you can, as you can tell, you know, we have a lot of, last year we won, I think the most medals across all age levels um, since, I don't know, I don't even, I, the history of USA wrestling. So we're on the rise um, and on the international scene and I'm, I'm glad that I get the, a chance to be a part of it.
Sure. And I was going to say, you're going to get to do lots of international travel now, but really you're just going to continue, right? You've been doing yeah. international travel for seven years or something like that. Um, yeah. It'll be a little bit different, right? Because you won't be cutting weight mm -hmm. and, and, and competing. But like just the, the international travel itself, what do you, what do you like about it? What uh, may be challenging? Well, you get to just experience different cultures, see different places, um, you know, meet new people. And uh, not just the coaches that are on the teams that are traveling, but even when you go overseas and you're, you know, you're rubbing shoulder, you see a lot of these foreign wrestlers. Um, yes, we're competitive, but there's a lot of knowledge being shared um, before the matches uh, or before the tournaments, before or after the tournaments. Um, there's a lot of times to just kind of sit down and talk wrestling. Um, and that's definitely one thing that I enjoy at the moment. And, um, also the, the team bonding aspect, right? You, you know, it's team USA versus whoever's out there. So, um, I enjoy that aspect as well, as I, you know, while I was a competitor and I know that these young kids and wrestlers coming up, that's what they're looking to do. They want to compete against the best in the world. And, um, I think it'll be very interesting just to kind of coach and share my experience and watch them on their journey. Um, Cause I think back to my first university world team, Bill Zadig was the coach. He was a guy. So now he's a, you know, Olympic uh, head coach. And I've, I've been to every championship I've been to Bill was there. So those kind of relationships you build over the time of traveling inter, uh, internationally just go a long way. And um, yeah, I look forward to it. Now, as far as, like you said, it's, I'm still doing the same thing, so it's not going to be a shock on my family, <laughs> so to say, um, as far as traveling and being away. Um, and I'm thankful for my wife. She understands, and she's happy for me. You know, She really um, wanted me to do this and thought it would be a great idea. So, you know, I, I appreciate her, you know, making the move from the Midwest, and now we're going back. So it's, uh, it's, she's, she's great. Awesome. Um... Now, now your position, you know, you'll be very influential on a lot of kids, right? What kind of influence have your coaches had on you? And I'm sure different coaches have had different influences, but just kind of thinking about how you're going to be impacting these kids' lives, I'm curious about how maybe some of your coaches have impacted yours. Um, man, obviously, you know, well, not even coach, but um, – we did the story on Bob. Bob. He's one of the he's one of the first uh, people I called and you know kind of talked about where my head was and what he think and um I appreciate you know everything he's done for me. So I think just kind of being around him and seeing that not only did he take a chance or believe in me, but there was I wasn't the only wrestler he's done that with. Um, you know taking the taking to different wrestling events, trying to get them in front of the best people and just trying to, you know, show them the right path to take and what to do, what not to do. So I definitely uh, give, give a lot of appreciation and gratitude towards Bob. And then um, even to before that, the, the Scott and family um, in Willingboro, they, they're the ones who got me started. They showed me what this world of wrestling was like. And, um, again, they, we, we've had number of kids around who didn't even think they should be wrestling or could wrestle them. And I was one of them. Um, so 
to to have that instilled in me that you you know everything's possible as long as you put in the hard work i i think that took me a long way um and also i think i was uh you know i gotta give a shout out to brian snyder um and and coach manning they really influenced me a lot and at nebraska and being around them um even though I was stubborn at times, I, I learned a lot of lessons from them. Uh, not only how to be an athlete, but, you know, be a person, be a human being outside of wrestling. Um, and, yeah, I definitely got to tip my hat off to uh, Brian Snyder. He always told me, like, you know, I had the ability to lead no matter if I liked it or not. <laughs> and I didn't like that idea just because, <laughs> you know, me, I, I'm more reserved. I didn't really speak up. So, um, yeah, I just kind of kept gravitating towards that and um being in a room with a bunch of different coaches you see the things that work you see the things that don't um work and you just keep that in the back your back pocket and you share what 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 makes you work you know what makes the things you like to do work and i honestly i can't speak i could say all the things i can about myself and just just thinking about when i made the post and uh everyone kind of shouting out. I think they speak for me um, as far as what I bring to the table and the things that are, will be happening at USA wrestling. So it's, it's been a good couple days of reflecting and, you know, just talking to people. So yeah, sorry to go on, but I, I honestly, I could keep talking. So. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you know, you said, you're reserved, and when Brian Snyder said said you know he's a leader, whether or not he wants to be, and you kind of maybe <laughs> right. It, but and you said these people who uh, are saying all these things on social media for me, they're saying it for me. I don't have to say it. But when it gets into the room, you do have to do the talking, right? Um, like, yeah. what kind of coach are do you see yourself in the room? Um, yeah, because you you know you, you can't be quiet anymore. Right, right, right. Um, no, well, <clears throat> I'm obviously I, it's just. This is like talking to my wife. She's like, you, she's seeing all these comments, like, wow, you do all this stuff in the room because she doesn't see me working. But um, obviously in the wrestling room, it's definitely different. Um, and it's easy to get your your message across when, when you're in it. And I think, honestly, that's another reason I kind of felt like I had to get into this coaching role and like I wanted to be an active coach and get on the mat and still roll around with these guys. Um, but it's everyone's different. Every athlete's different. And I think when you sit down on a personal level, you get to kind of figure out what makes them, makes them, uh, go, what makes them be the best selves. And, um, I think a lot of, for me, I do best when it's a lot of one-on-one time or just kind of figuring out a person just because, um, yeah, everyone's, everyone's not going to be the loudest in the room and everyone's might be quiet, but they have a lot to say. So, um, just getting to know whoever whoever is going to be out at the OTC with me as far as staying there and a part of the program, um, I think it'll be great just to get to know the individual. And um, I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most as far as far as being a coach, just to understand and socialize with other individuals. So um, I think I'm definitely going to can lead by example. Um, in the room, I'm not definitely not going to be yelling. You don't have to yell at anybody to to get a message across. Um, but it's definitely going to be fun. It's going to be there's going to be time for fun and there's going to be time for work. And 
the athletes will know the difference just in the tone. So, um, yeah, light, happy, and um, easy going, I'd say. But when the when it's time to work, you, it, it will definitely be putting in the work. Maybe and back to to coaching college versus coaching um, the developmental kids. I feel like there's even a difference is like the developmental kids are like the top of the top and the college right. kids, you got some knuckleheads sprinkled in there yeah, and there's yeah, like part yeah. of it's like wrangling and like keeping on top of kids. Whereas you probably have the most motivated 16, 17, right. 18 year old kids in the country, right? 1900. Yeah, I definitely, I, I agree because, um, you know, like you said, you got at colleges, 30, 35 kids that are in there. Um, and it's tough to, to know that, okay, 10 people are going to start and um, I'm just coming here. I'm a, you know, some people, oh, I'm, I might just be a body. They're not taking it as serious um, every day as a, a starter might be, or even outside the wrestling room. And, and that can be troublesome for a team. So, you know, you got to have buy-in across 30 to 35 people, not just 10 guys. Um, and that's, that's not how it always goes. And, I, I'm not saying that I don't I don't like that challenge, but to like you said, when you're at the Olympic Training Center and you have eight to ten guys that are bought in and they know why they're there, um, and just the Olympic Training Center itself, it's a different kind of energy. It's yeah. a you know you know why you're there, you know what you need to do, you know what you want to do. Um, even as myself, when I whenever we had training camps there, it's just a different vibe. You're like, man, I'm I'm here to get better. It's going to be a great great time and um, you know, I think as an athlete, as a coach, you feed off that energy when you know everyone in here is bought in. So, um, yeah, I think that's how you I could sum it up as far as the, those developmental kids that are, are going to be willing to put in the work. I know they're going to want to be there and they know that I want to be there. So you, you, you can grow tremendously just off of that aspect alone. Are you going to be looking to, I don't know if recruit's the right word, but offer opportunities for for kids to come live there and do what kyle snyder did is that a thing you guys will be trying to do yeah yeah so that's definitely the program um and you look at the aaron brooks brooks uh greg kirkley uh kyle snyder you know they they had they all spent some time out there and you know just look at their look what they're they've been doing in college and um that's the opportunity that we will be presenting to any kid who wants to, you know, live the dream or follow the, the Olympic dream and hopefully get them started on the right path as far as international experience goes. So, um, yeah, I, I believe as far as me talking with the USA wrestling, they already had a couple kids. I'm not sure who that were showing interest. So, um, and KJ kind of set up and still has some context going into this year. So I think kind of this year will be more just filling in that spot. And then, um, you know, the schedule's already, we're going into the thick of it. They're already going to be making the teams. And, um, you know, I'm just, I'll just be kind of almost showing up and then doing the practices and whatnot. But as far as getting to know how the program, the ins and outs, um, I think that's what will be the big part of this year. And then next year we kind of put my spin on it and get to talk to some different kids and get them in there and um, yeah, hopefully get them started. Um, the, one bad thing back to like the international travels and this and that, and then I'll 
And while they're maybe 16 or 17 and they're the most dedicated or highly motivated kids in the country, some of them maybe haven't been outside the country ever. So you may right. be taking them on their first experience to a really foreign place. What was your um, first international experience like? Who was around and, and how do you see like dealing with these kids who might be brand new to it? Um, well, my first trip, again, um, Bill was my first national team coach. I was on a university team and we had a great team. Me, David Taylor, um, Nico Megalutis, Ed Roof, Terrell Fortune. Just, yeah, I mean, yeah. a great team. And we actually ended up doing um, Andy, Andy Rovat was our, like, kind of our, one of the coaches. And we, he, he had, he ended up getting us able to go. I think we went to Vladikavkos for a week before the world championship. So that was like, that was my experience. We went up, you know, we're in the mountains. We did a training camp and um, just the whole time difference, the time change, wrestling foreigners. Um, actually on that trip, I got to, um, which was an honor to wrestle and roll around with Kudakov, um before he passed. So, you know, though, like I was saying, just being able to talk and learn wrestling um, before you compete or after you compete, I think that's, that goes a long way. And, um, yeah, you get to know the culture differences. And um, then we went from there to Kazan, where the world champions, where the world games were. And um, I had a great time. I think, I think when you have, you know, I, I named those guys, you know, you see where they're at now, national champs and David Olympic world champ. Um, I think when you have the right kind of guys, again, who are motivated, want to be there, that makes the trip a lot more fun. Because you know, you're you're trying to win medals. You're, you're likely to win medals. Um, and then when you're exploring, um, good Team USA always does a good job of having someone that's either you know your team leader, ambassador, so to speak, and knows the area or can help navigate the area. So you're always going to be in good hands. You're not going to be out of your element. Um, we're going to try and make it as close to home as possible as far as resources and food. Um, and I mean, shoot now technology has come, come a long way in that regard. Mm -hmm. I think I spent a lot of times outside in the hallway or the lobby, just trying to get Wi-Fi. and now it's Wi-Fi is everywhere. So, um, I know these kids like to stay on their phones. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's, uh, you're definitely always kind of well taken care of. They do a lot of preparations to make it as easy as possible. So, um, I think when you're looking for as at the competition aspect and getting somewhere else, it's, you have to definitely juggle the uh, two and you have the opportunity to go explore, so to say um, your new area. And I think that's always a great thing to look forward to as a competitor, take your mind off the wrestling. So. Yeah, no, exploring uh, foreign places. It's always a lot of fun whether before or after the wrestling um yeah we're, we're kind of winding down james here but i'm gonna i'm gonna bring in kyle klingman um he's got a little game for you he's gonna throw some questions at you oh man let's go <laughs> first, yeah i want to know first though from you 2017 world championships you're part of that team championship is what you're always aspiring to do what do you remember about that and being part of that historic moment oh man one of i mean besides my my finals match I remember because it came down to Snyder and we were all in the back and they had the TVs up playing the match. 
And I believe it was, you know, whatever. It's the final minute. We're watching, we're watching. And then it's getting time's winding down. And then I think about 30 seconds left. I don't know. The TV just cut out. And we're all like, what? <laughs> we all just start running, trying to find the, the we were trying to head out to the arena so we could catch the last moments. And um, yeah, Kyle obviously ended up winning. And it was uh, obviously that was just great just to be in that atmosphere, to be a part of it. And everybody's jumping up and down. Um, but that was kind of a crazy couple, couple seconds when the TV went black, but, uh, it was fun. I think that's, that was an awesome time. I'll, I'll never forget it. Wait, did you, did you get into, did you find the tunnel and get in the arena and see it or did the TV turn back on? Or did you miss no, it? No, there was like one more, t you know how they have you in a loading area. I think that's the TV that was on, but the TVs that were kind of in the warm up area shut out, shut off and went out okay. and we, uh, ran to the loading area and they had a TV <laughs> on. So it All was right. crazy. Good to know. And then what, what was the response to the, the documentary? Who is James Green when that came out? What, uh, what kind of feedback did you get? Um, uh, feedback from people or. Yeah. People that, um, I mean, people, people were supportive. They had obviously no idea. Um, that, that is what I did growing up as far as getting on the trips or how I even came about to wrestling. So I got a lot of, supporting at that aspect and a lot of thank yous on um you know showing that you can keep going and put in the work um so i got a lot of more respect i, I feel like uh because obviously no one no one ever knows really the the backstory or um how anyone got to where they be they it's not always you know sunshine and roses so um for them to see that i think it was just more of appreciation for myself and those that were involved in my life. Awesome. Now we're going to make you sweat it out. It's our game called Sweat It Out. I have five questions hoping to make Let's you sweat it. Are you ready? All right. Number one, what Pittsburgh Steelers player was featured in the Coca-Cola iconic 1979 advertisement? Dang, so <laughs> I would say the bus, maybe. that's what, He was a big, no? No, it's 1979, so he's way before that. Oh, 1970. I thought you said 1997. Um, yeah. Is it? I want. Would it? Would it be Cole? He was. I. I don't, I don't know oh. who is it. His name is Mean Joe Green. Mean Joe Green. Oh God! <laughs> wow. Now that you say, it, I'm like, wow. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed that though. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. Number two. Name both colleges where Mark Manning was a student athlete? Um, UNO, Nebraska. Yeah, UNO, uh, Nebraska, and did he go to Nebraska? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yep, Nebraska and Nebraska, Omaha, you got it. All right, mm -hmm. number three, <laughs> who wrote the book? Who wrote the book, Green Eggs and Ham? Dr. Seuss. Yep. Number four, what Big Ten program uses green as a school color? Uh, Michigan State. Yep. <laughs> and then number five, Mark Bader moves to Colorado Springs and asks you to develop him. What would day one look like of that process? <laughs> uh, if it's Mark Bader specifically, I'm making him run the incline. <laughs> like Let's go. Answer. I'm in. 
I like oh, that answer. When's the last time you did the incline? I've never Thanks. done it. You've never done it because of the hip? Or did they just stop doing it that? Uh, pretty much because of that. I just never, prior to, when I first started going out there, it was in 2013, and I was just like, nah, this ain't for me. <laughs> but right. but I, I'd, I'd get to a point, I've been up, like I've walked it and snaked it, but I've never run it. So JB was always trying to get me to run. I'm like, nah, I'm not, not, not doing it. I held the time. I was a timekeeper. <laughs> uh i ran it once all the way to the top and then i've been on it a couple times with the camera um yeah, do yeah. It again. i'll do it again um well james i don't know that, that's pretty much everything i got um thanks for coming on i even as we were sitting here doing this interview i was like this is crazy i used to watch james when he was wrestling and like the iron man and i kind of got to know him and i see him go through college <laughs> and on the olympic or you know the world olympic scene and like right. little little 16 year old james greens now the developmental coach and it's, just, it's been a trip like watch you grow up i guess uh and it's been me, awesome yeah go ahead you asked me if i was going to be doing that i would tell you i have no idea <laughs> long, I was, who was that oh bucks and i said i'm a long way away from falling asleep at fargo so <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta keep that yeah. message to the kids don't fall asleep at fargo if you do set an alarm <laughs> Awesome. Well, James, thank yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Any any parting no, words you for before I let you go? Appreciate it. You guys have a good one. Thanks, man. You too. Take it easy. All right, James Green. That's exciting. I mean, he could he could. I mean, he's young. He's he's young. He could have that job for a long time if he wants. Probably. Um, it's gonna be exciting to see him develop kids and, and be a big influence on their lives. I'm sure he's gonna do a fantastic job. He is gonna do a fantastic job. Great demeanor. Just he's fun to be around and just enjoy any interview that he's a part of. So I'm, I'm really happy for him. Yeah, so that's going to do it for today's show. For Kyle Klingman and James Green, I'm Mark Bader. We'll see you next time. Thanks.